Well, I'm really excited to be here at Maze Green Farm in one of uh, Silas and Annie's lovely community places. I think in this barn there are, is a, a double, a bedroom and a bathroom. Yeah, people can stay. It's yeah. really lovely. Chris and I have stayed here actually. Mm. When we did a swap, you looked after our children, we looked after maybe your dogs not me <laughs> so yeah um feeling the maize green farm community feel here which is really exciting and i am looking forward to asking any questions digging deep into her wisdom and experience about how to build a community we've been looking at personal rhythms uh, maybe more rhythms within a household and I, we wanted to finish by looking at, at how we open up our homes and households and invite others to be a part of that as well. And we, we connected with a really exciting vision and conversation um, with Charlie and Lucy last week. And we will be finishing now um, asking Annie some questions about what it like, looks like to have a home, have a household, build personal rhythms and invite people into that and some of her values and beliefs behind how she sees the world, how she sees home. So, Annie, I my first question mm. is, in a world that where we love to go to IKEA and think we're going to build a home through IKEA, <laughs> what do you, what does the word home and household, what do those words mean to you? Um, I think for me, home is where I live. Um, mm. Home is who, who I'm living with. Um, mm. And in my case, that's currently a husband, mm. Silas, and his mum, Mary, and we have a, a friend staying with us at the moment. Mm. So there's just the four of us. Mm. Um, but over the years, that's been all, all our children. Yeah. Um, we have five children, and now they've all got um, mm. husbands or and one wife. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you call that? Spouses. <laughs> yeah. um, so now I have ten children and so uh, two grandsons so yeah. um, I think of it as family um, mm. biological and sort of adopted or by marriage or whatever yeah. um, and uh, but also whoever God brings to, mm. to, to be with mm. us whether it's just for the afternoon or, or for a year or two years yeah. or whatever it is yeah, so I think yeah household for us there's, there's that scripture about God determines the times yes. and places that we live. And yeah. we really believe that God's, God has always chosen where yeah. we're living. We've been looking and we've had our things that we've been mm. looking for, mm. but he's always made it clear when we've landed on the thing that, that he yeah. has for us. And we've been very fortunate to live in a, an incredibly beautiful place mm. um, with lots of sky and greenery. Yeah. And we want to share it with people. Mm. We're not, it's not ours. It's not our kingdom, mm. um, that's pretty important. Yeah, mm. I can see that and it reminds me of Isaiah 58, you've touched on that. Um, there are some values in there about flesh and blood, you've talked about yeah, that before, so right. share a bit about that. So there's um, the scripture that says you to, to feed the hungry mm. and clothe yeah. the naked and mm. house the homeless. Mm. Um, but not to forget about your own flesh and blood, so, so in terms, so so we want to do all of those mm. things, but yeah. but but not forgetting our mm. own flesh and blood, mm. um, and I suppose for some people that's adopted children, yeah. um, as well as biological children. Mm. Um, for us, it was just it's just mm. our biological ones. Yeah. Um, 
but that flesh and blood, I think, is whatever whoever our family is. Yeah. yeah. And I'm really, we're, Chris and I are really inspired by this because we're in a radically individualistic culture and there are some great strengths to the way we work, but there are some weaknesses in our almost inability to operate now in multi-generational communities. And as you know, one of our visions at Hope is that we build that spiritually, but I think Annie has touched on the fact it begins biologically, it begins with our actual parents and our actual children or siblings or, or people in our lives that, that when we're at a stage of life where we can connect with them and pour in and help and support and not turn away from those who we're biologically connected with who have need. And I, I just love that alignment that that's your first principle is, is family. And then on top of that, including others that yeah. you've talked about who are vulnerable or yeah. may have need or may want to connect. Or just well. need somewhere to stay. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah um, totally. I think, I think we, we would take it case by case, just mm. asking God um, um, who he wants us to yeah. have with us. Um, sometimes we just, Silas and I will just agree. Mm. And we, we, we take, um, we, we just dis- you know, use mm. our discernment, I suppose, in, in terms of whether we're in agreement and whether that's a good, a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so choosing, trying to be open to whoever yeah. God would have. So whether it's, you know, someone who we've known for years and years or someone yeah. who's just come out of pres- prison, which yeah. we have done a, a few times as yeah. well. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So I love to ask later about wisdom around how mm. you know that and press into mm. that a bit more. But first, I wanted to know how many people do you think <laughs> you've had living with you? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure, but um, Jess counted up um, the the lodgers that we've had as we yeah. as we called them um, yeah. when we were at two six four. Yeah. Um, so maybe 10 years ago and we got to about we think about 28 at that point <laughs> um, and some were very short term yeah. you know, a few weeks and others were, were longer so a great variety of people quite long. <laughs> yeah Brilliant. well we had a big house and it was really nice to be able to do that that's so yeah. cool and it would have been so brilliant mm. and I think we tasted a little bit of it when Simon and I would go away a couple of times and we <laughs> were entrusted <laughs> with the home we held and the fort we held the fort with our beautiful lovely children and also their dogs which I didn't leave, let them lead for a week I think Anna Brunskill might have rescued and given her the golden Labrador a walk off the dog off the lead but yeah so we've experienced a bit of that hospitality as well and that was mm. it was really lovely really beautiful mm. so before we go into more wisdom about that I'd love to hear more if you don't mind sharing some of your personal prayer rhythms or anything yeah. like that that you have independent of whether people are living with you yeah. or not yeah so here at Mays Green, we've been trying. To, we've been trying to put in prayer rhythms and lifestyle rhythms that that benefit us all. And we mm. we put them in, and then we've got rid of them yeah. <laughs> um, when they don't work. Um, but but um, we have currently we will have Silas and I will pray together first thing in the morning. We're, we're reading one chapter of the Bible mm. every morning, and then praying out of out of that. Mm. Um, so we do that for about an hour and a half every morning. And you know, we're, we've never had the time that we have now. Mm. So we're making the most of it. Um, and then we've, we've recently put in praying at two, two o'clock separately. So Silas and I will separately pray for um, the city, for the churches in the city, mm. for churches to pray and mm. to cover all the 
um, activities in the city that are bringing God's kingdom mm -hmm. and the housing and the homelessness stuff and um, the, the addiction issues and, and all, all the different issues in the city. Yeah. So we're, that's what we're praying over those. But we, we, our particular thing is to raise up churches to pray yeah. over that um, one church one day. Mm -hmm. And so we're praying for the churches that are already involved and praying for the ones that aren't yet involved, but just because they don't realise yet. Um, and, uh, and praying for church leaders mm -hmm. and church teams and the, the prayers within mm -hmm. churches. So we, we spend an hour each day doing that all, mm -hmm. and sort of following up from whatever God puts in our heart to contact people and um, encourage them and invite them out here to be prayed for, that kind of thing. So we do quite a lot out here where people will come, come out to be prayed for. Yeah. And, and that's, it's not like a daily thing, it's more when, when yeah. it seems right. But yeah. that's our intention. We have two, two mornings a, a, a week actually booked out in our diaries so that Brilliant. that can happen. Brilliant. Um, they aren't always filled, but yeah. um, that, so we just put them aside so that they're ready. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and then in the evening, um, when I help Silas's mum to bed, I will read her daily light with her. Um, in the old King James version, and oh, wow. um, struggle over my pronunciation, yeah. but yeah. it's it's very beautiful and yeah. and it's a lovely way of ending her day with her in prayer and Bible mm -hmm. Bible reading, and then we often talk about heaven and mm -hmm. we talk about how much she misses Silas's mm -hmm. dad and um, we think, wonder what he's doing in heaven and mm -hmm. who he's talking to. We imagine him chatting with Oswald Chambers. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, Catching up with Wesley and you know, all, of, all, his, all his heroes, you know, and, and I said that to Mary once, and she said, I think actually he's probably talking to Jesus. So, fair enough, straight from the top. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, but that's a lovely way to end, end her day with her yeah. in, in something that's familiar for her. Yeah. I mean, you know, she wouldn't mind reading in a modern translation, but that's yeah. so much part of her rhythm. Yeah. So we try to carry that on with her. Yeah. That's really inspiring, isn't it? really connecting with multi-generationally with someone where they're at and and just so honoring to silas's mum so thank you for sharing those rhythms mm -hmm. of your day mm -hmm. so when other people come and maybe your own family or other people come in and live with you do you yeah. include them in your rhythms annie the first half one and a half hours i know because like annie's told me you're actually in bed with silas so they probably don't get included in that first <laughs> hour and a half rhythm but any rhythms or mealtime rhythms do, how do you work mm -hmm. how do people come into that um we don't we don't invite people into our prayer rhythms particularly but it doesn't mm -hmm. mean we don't pray with them mm -hmm. um so that is more spontaneous yeah. and fitting to whoever's yeah. there and what they're yeah. here for and um if when our kids all come back we're often worshiping mm -hmm. and sometimes we'll and it would be we'll always sit around the table to mm. eat that's that's something we just have always done so whoever's that's here will, yeah. will join us probably um and often mm. the conversation will turn to deeper things than football deep deep football i haven't seen that yet <laughs> in all honesty um and so often we'll just then mm. pray at the table mm. for that person or we'll speak words of life or um, just encourage them or mm. um, yeah so it's, the table's yeah. a great thing because yeah. you're 
you're doing something, yeah. but, but you're all there yeah. face to face, yeah. you know, which is yeah. it's a good time to... I think that's a real nugget at the table yeah. because it's so easy, isn't it, nowadays not to contend for time around the table. Mm-hmm. Even houses sometimes aren't even set up for that. And for some people listening to this, you might never have eaten around the table. But we finding that in our own home as well, that there's something about the fact you're not focusing on having the deep chats, you're focusing mm-hmm. on eating. And therefore, it's actually a very relaxed time for mm-hmm. the deep chats to come out. And then prayer and encouragement yeah. by the sounds of it. Yeah. So that's a really natural community rhythm mm-hmm. that then can connect naturally with the spiritual yeah, and Silas is really good at turning things to, mm. to you know, he'll tell a story or Brilliant. say, oh, that reminds me of Nehemiah or, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and he's yeah. really good at doing that. Mm. So maybe there's a whole thing, learning about paying attention to what the Spirit's doing in the meal and hearing yeah. God, is he pressing in on something? Yeah. And so yeah. it's the kind of what I think Silas and Annie is so gifted at, is being Spirit-led and responsive to what the Spirit's doing. So we have the rhythm of the table, but we can then, in that still, be really spirit-led and hear what God's wanting to say and speak and do at that time together. So thank you for sharing a bit about mm. those personal rhythms. Can I ask you some wisdom now? So I'm sure... You can try. <laughs> there are lo- what I, what, one of the reasons we're so excited about this conversation that's ongoing is because we think there are so many people at Hope that are passionate about living in building community, as, as I say, in, in a countering this radical individualism that's causing uh, an epidemic of loneliness which is possibly one of our our biggest problems and biggest social crises absolutely absolutely heartrending and and tragic that that people uh, we've never had so much and yet we're we're unhappy because we don't know how to do relationship well culturally and so it's really exciting that hope that feels like the spirit's just pressing in on this person after person after person we speak to wants to Build a community, live live in in expressive ways beyond the, aligning with the biological, but to extend into creating spiritual family, multi generational family. And at the same time, I'm sure many of us have heard stories of where it's go, gone wrong. There is a reason why there's radical individualism because it's crucifies the flesh <laughs> to live well with other people. We have to deal with our sin nature and live yeah. out the new creation. So. I'm going to ask Annie for some wisdom around how we can navigate some of the, the potential challenges of building robust and resilient communities and loving, kind communities, um, gleaning from her wisdom so we can all, all proceed on this journey and building a really strong foundation. So these hopefully aren't uh, too deep or personal, these questions, but these are the sort of things that I, I'd love to know. How do you know who to invite to live with you, I think you've touched on that a bit. How long for? How much do they join in with your rhythms? We've touched a bit on that with eating, but any anything else? And particularly, I think, pastoral care, if, if, if there's a person in need, how much is it in the, where they're living that you, you start mm. processing that? Mm. Or is it um, something that other people do, <laughs> outsourced? Um, <laughs> And then finances, how you handle financial situations, do people contribute, do they not? All those, I guess, questions around how we do healthy boundaries when mm. we're building community and honouring each person in that. Mm. Yeah, well, we, um, I think we've made loads of mistakes, um, mostly us making the mistakes. <laughs> um, everybody that's come to live with us is, you know, unique and, and um, designed by God. And, mm. you know, and, and I think that we we would say that as long as we're in agreement mm. and we feel like God's saying, go for it, 
um, then that's that's a great thing to actually have because when it gets tough, you can look back and say, well, yeah. we 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 really felt we were being obedient yeah. to God and that we had that agreement together. Mm. Um, so one time we didn't have agreement; it just sort of happened, yeah. and it was a real struggle to mm, to to okay. actually get to that place of agreement once it has already happened. <laughs> that's yeah. part of my stubbornness, I think, but. Yeah. But so you know, I think those things are kind of in, yeah. are really important, um, because it will get tough because yeah. having someone else in mm. your house, however perfect they are, mm. um, it's not your space anymore, yeah. and you can't yeah. do what you would normally do mm. always. You know, yeah. um, if you happen to be someone that likes to walk to the bathroom naked. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can't do that Things anymore. Things have got to change. <laughs> yeah. um, or if you like to just yeah. lounge out in front of the yeah. telly and watch what you want, suddenly mm. you've got to consider somebody else, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So so all those things, it really does mm. push those kind of yeah. um, what I want to do buttons. Mm. Um, so working those through, uh, and that's important. I think yeah. looking back on, the, on our, our guests, uh, mm. our lodgers, whatever, I think I would like to have mm. learned to be more upfront a bit quicker. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm, a, I'm yeah. a hedgehog by, uh, not by design, by <laughs> nurture, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I'm a hedgehog, so I would tend to curl yeah. up and get prickly and yeah. passive aggressive. Just say Annie's in. actually the archetype for those into the Enneagram, she's number nine. We're um, all aiming together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, it's not all good. Um, so I'd love to. Have, I, I would like to have learned how to be sure. more upfront a bit okay. quicker because yeah. that would that would definitely be a good quality to have. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, just I think um, we we would take each person case mm. by case. We'd yeah. ask the Lord. We'd be in agreement together, mm. and then it would, in terms of how long and mm. how much they paid or whatever, would be really uh, probably individually. Yeah. negotiated because yeah. it would depend on why they yeah. were coming and mm. what they needed and how mm. much whether they could afford mm. rent um, and that sort of thing um, but we we would encourage everyone to contribute mm. uh, for sure um, unless it's just a, like a short yeah a short stay you know mm. um, but that's up to mm. depends on our finances too as yeah. to whether we can do that mm. um, and in terms of the pastoral care, mm. um, I think that we we felt that our coming into our family, it needed to have that feel of family yeah. and just being quite relaxed. It's a, home is a place to come home to, yeah. um, and to be able to relax. So you don't want to feel like you're on call mm. all the time at home. Mm. Um, but at the same time, people do need. Um, we all need mm. to be listened to from yeah. time to time, um, and. But I think it's probably better to have like intense care outside of that right. setup. Okay, um, that's good. Because yeah. I, because I think you just get exhausted yeah. if you feel yeah. like you've got to yeah um, yeah be available all the yeah. time. You need do you need to be able to switch off? Mm. Otherwise, you just get burnt out yeah. and would stop doing it. You know, that's so good. stop having people over. Mm. And we definitely had a time where we shut the doors for a while. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, personal circumstances. So we just we just decided right. Mm shut the doors and we'll mm. have a couple of years where we don't mm. have anyone in and that mm. I think is also fine yes you know because you've got to yeah. you've got to be able to function as mm. people and a family and mm. be realistic um mm. but it hasn't changed our heart that we want to be hospitable yeah. people 
um, but we do want to be healthy mm. as Bristol people, yeah. um, I guess. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, so I think pastoral care really ideally good. would happen elsewhere. Yeah. And what, what we have heard from people is that just by being part of yes. the family yes. is a kind of yeah. experience totally. in itself, you know, in, in all our ups and downs, yeah. rights and wrongs, craziness, yeah. relaxedness, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, that just being part of the yeah. family, sitting around the table with a family, yeah. can be can be amazing for yeah. some people. Yeah. yeah, I think some of our a lot of our needs that push us to end up going for pastoral care are probably trauma to do with family. Yeah. So I think Annie's touched on something really powerful that just being family and working, making sure we're working through our own stuff and being functional is actually the best way to be a restorative place. Um, but yeah, I love that wisdom that actually if there are any, any sort of particularly personal deeper issues, maybe to have that worked out with people outside yeah. of the home. So they have yeah. both, best of both. And yeah. they may not even need that, of course, but there'll be yeah, some yeah. people yeah. where that's yeah. something for them. Yeah. Brilliant, Annie, that's yeah. amazing. I'm just gonna check to see if I had any more uh, questions and, and if you have any more wisdom. <laughs> so we've talked about homes, households, rhythms. Um, reflecting back, I feel what you're saying is um, that your, your values, you prioritise those who you're already actually family with. Mm -hmm. That's brilliant. And work with the different ages and stages of that. But where there is care needed, that that's something you really take into consideration. Mm -hmm. And you can contribute to that care, which is really amazing, both as children and older people. Mm -hmm. And then within that, you have a value of wanting to welcome people in. Yeah. But And at the same time, it's quite light touch. It's yeah. like, you live with us. We're going to eat together if you want to join in. That's great. And that's it, really. It, it's not going to be this massive, heavy... No. burden it's just going to be you're living your lives and people can kind of join in does that is that a fair reflection yeah. or do you do you have more in, yeah is, is that how it kind of feels i think that's definitely the feel of uh, yeah it's family come and join in yes yeah, i think if some people would say we're so so relaxed that they're not quite sure you know how to be mm. part of it but mm. gradually as people get to know yeah. us they they find their yeah. way they realize they can help themselves to a cup of tea yes. if they want one. Brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah. That suits yeah. me down to the ground. Yeah. Oh my gosh, totally. <laughs> I've offered so many people drinks and then forgotten to make it for them. <laughs> so I've got talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite nice. Yeah, funny that. It's quite nice they can then make it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Feel at home. That's yeah. it. Brilliant. Any final parting thoughts or reflections? Any encouragements to people from Hope or beyond who um, want to build community? Yeah, I think... Um, I would just say that we are a, a community, so we are in this position where we can do this mm. and where we feel like God's given us the, the grace to do that. Um, other people may not be in that position, but um, I feel like we can, if we, if we do it as a community, so some people can and other mm. people can't at the That's moment, but, but you could, you can, we can find that mm. sort of body feel, you know, 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, where we all play our part I think that that is kind mm. of key so mm. don't don't listen to this and think oh we've got to have people come and live with us I think it would be the question of Lord what do you That's what do you good. have for me to do yeah. and how can I be a part of mm. what uh, say what Silas and Annie are doing or mm. 264 are doing how can I be part yeah. of that you know how can I support that if I can't yeah. do it in my own home yeah. I think that I think that's, that's pretty really important good. because 
the last thing you want to do is do something because you feel like you ought to. Mm, you know, the totally. shoulds and oughts are... Yeah, death, literally. Throw them out. Yeah. Don't do them. We're all about life. <laughs> life is the yeah. spirit speaks. Yeah. So thank you, Annie. Yeah, That's been so kind of you. Yeah. Annie's actually <laughs> said yes to coming on Sunday yeah. and answering any other questions you might have. <laughs> so as we've had a chat and asked some questions, please, if you have some other burning questions, she, she is there in flesh in the person <laughs> on Sunday and can answer any other questions about what it's like mm. to build community, open up your home, have a family that want to live with you, <laughs> all those things. I'm just going to end with a blessing on every single one of us at Hope, individuals and families who want to have a burning desire to be in community or build community mm. that is biological but also beyond that, building spiritual family, building community. And I bless us all mm. to have breakthrough for mountains to move, for obstacles to be removed, for us to move, all, every single one of us that has a burning desire for this to find in 2022 that just doors are opening and the way is being made forward for us to be able to be live out the kind of communities that we dream of mm. in the name of jesus mm. amen amen